everyone and welcome to In Conversation with Lisa Berg. I hope you're having a lovely summer wherever you are, whether you're in Luxembourg under these slightly greyer skies this year, or you've managed to get abroad with all of the various restrictions that that requires. Today, I'm really happy to be joined by a fellow colleague from RTL, Olivia Catani, whom you might recognise from, amongst other things, the PISA shows that we have also on RTL today. Olivia has been working with RTL for 15 years, starting with Weather presenting, then moving to De Magazine. Nowadays, you'll also find him presenting Live Planet People and Zondes Magazine, München Geschichten. PISA has been going since 2009 and they're about to start season 13. Over the last year, you may also have noticed the PISA output in English 2 on RTL Today. PISA is about science and history, how things work, curious places to visit in Luxembourg, with special access granted to the presenters, such as wandering inside the wall of the dam in the upper lake. Perhaps Olivier has the most fun when he's doing the annual challenges with his fellow colleague Joseph Rodesh, whom I spoke to in my last podcast. Here in their summer challenges, they attempt all sorts of wacky ideas, such as being dropped in a forest for a couple of days with no food, no tent, and figuring it all out. And I'll link to more of these exciting challenges that you can watch again in the article notes. Olivia, it's really, really lovely to have you here with me at RTL today. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you so much for your collaboration with PISA in English for our site. It's cool. We were talking about doing this for several months. And then as you were starting with RTL Today, you had also a lot of work to do. Yep. And then finally, <laughs> after several months, we managed to do it. And now we are on a rhythm of one episode per month, showing some pieces of the Luxembourgish Pisa to the, the English audience. Yeah, and we're learning so, so much from it. And you've got a great stalwart of stories there for us. I'd like you to tell us in your own words what PISA is. I've given a small introduction. It's a bit about science, a bit about history. But what is it to you and why is it important? PISA is, is my baby <laughs> <laughs> because I'm doing it for such a long time. PISA is, in fact, discovery it's adventure, it's learning how things work. So all the time when we do something in Pisa, also I get to know much about Luxembourg, about the history of Luxembourg, also about what scientists are doing in Luxembourg. So it's always like a little treasure where we try to discover things that people want to discover themselves, but they have not the possibility to. So we are the link from all these cool things you can see and learn in Luxembourg and show it to people. And you mentioned something very important there, the research element, because this is also funded by the FNR, the National Fund for Research in Luxembourg. Why is the research element so vital to the PISA episodes? As PISA is the science magazine, we always try to, to get the focus on the researchers because when we started doing this, I was, my, my goodness, there are so many things that are researched in Luxembourg and it's growing and growing and growing and growing, getting more and more important for the industry, the economics in Luxembourg to show to the audience what is done in science. Mm -hmm. It is growing, of course, also because of the advent of the university, which is about as old as your show in fact, yeah. <laughs> almost exactly the same length of time. So give us some of the highlights over all of that time. We have more than 100 or nearly 150 shows and I, I had a look back. Oh my God, 
we did so many things and I also have sometimes the problem when we do new shows, also my colleagues come to me and say, couldn't you do something about, and I say, we already did. Could you do something about the, oh, we already did. So when I had to pick some highlights, the first one that always comes to my mind is when we climbed the antenna in Hosen, this 300 meter antenna with a ladder inside, so you don't see how high you are until you get <laughs> up. I hope you don't suffer from vertigo. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Yeah. I was a little, let's say, stressed, but it was okay. There were clouds in the sky when we started the climb. And uh, my fear was that when we get on top, we will see nothing, just dust clouds. <laughs> the cameraman was, was out before me because he had to film me when I got out. And I asked him, Jeff, tell me, how's the weather? Oh, it's okay. Hmm, not too bad. And then when I got to see, I expected clouds. And then we were above the clouds. And this was marvelous. Like flying. You felt like flying. But you probably couldn't feel much <laughs> below the cloud blanket. <laughs> but no, no. still, you could show how high they were. And of course, the scientific work that's involved with the antennae as well. I think you're thinking about climbing up the Junglinster antennae at some point. Yeah, that's a project. Next year, they will celebrate their 19th birthday, where everything began with RTL. And many people also, when I studied in Germany, always told them the L for RTL is Luxembourg. And uh, many people don't know that. So <laughs> So that's where Radio Luxembourg started and uh, we are going to do a show about these antennas. They are not that high, but the ladder is outside. So you all the time see we'll how high see you how are. We'll see how high you yeah. are. So make sure you're strapped in well. Any more highlights that you remember? We had the old uh, Roman uh, water gallery underneath the, the forest of Valfadange, like 20 meters in the ground. You have this Roman water supply gallery, more than 2000 years old. And we went down there. From up, you can see down, but you don't have access to it. So this was cool to get down there and to see, to show it to people. We had the galleries in Wasserbillisch, the old Dolomite galleries, eight meters high, deep into the mountain where you can go in. You're not allowed to, but we... <laughs> you get the access. We had the Kasematz with tunnels, the fortifications. You can visit them, but only a small piece. We had a look at some others that are not open to the public. I could go on and go on with highlights, but yeah, you <laughs> could. Too much. I mean, what's important for us, I guess, because I, I'm aware, for instance, of the the, the Roman water system in Valfredange, because I've seen it, but only from the top level. Yeah. What can we visit without the special access? What would you suggest this summer, perhaps, that we could visit that we won't get that special extra access to, but nonetheless, it will be very exciting for us to do? I mean, you have also these old galleries. You have the galleries in the south, the iron ore galleries, where we also were. But that you can have a visit. You can take a train and go inside the mountain. I never know how it's with the corona restrictions, but normally it's, it's okay. In Stolzebursch, this is in the north, you have the, the copper mine, where we had access to the whole mine, but you have places where you can visit. You have the Schiefer Museum. The Schiefer is this where you the thing you make on the, um, the roofs, so that it doesn't rain inside, the, the grey ardoise. The roof tiles, the slates. Maybe the slates, yes. How they were cut out of the, the, ah, the, the rock. Ah, the slates, the yeah, slates. Yeah. Yes, yes. You can, you can visit the Kasematz. You can visit, you can have <laughs> this look at the Kasematz, even though you cannot have them all. But still, that's, uh, that's quite cool. RTL Original Podcast. You're on series 13 now. Are you going to run out of ideas? I mean, Luxembourg is a finite place. It's not huge. <laughs> yeah. 
Will you ever run out of things to see or do? Many colleagues give me ideas, couldn't you do? And then I have to say, we already did. So yes, it's true that after these uh, 13 seasons, we've done much. But still, as with the antenna in Junglinster, sometimes there is new scientific evidence about places. Also, the water supply system in Luxembourg is evolving, changing, getting better. And even though we have been there, maybe we can get back there. And now for the challenges we have done, we have had a look at the Moselle, the Sauer with kayak or pedalo. Well, I was going to come on to these challenges because this is where you really work with Joseph. Yeah. You come up with these crazy ideas. Tell us a bit about behind the scenes because the things you do, I mean, they require authorization, they require planning time yeah. and you film it yourselves as well. So it's much harder than what we see in the edited piece. Yes, it's the two things. We have to do the challenge. So we have to, let's say, survive or do it good so that we don't get injured. But yes, it's hard to film it. Just for one example, I always say that that's good that we are doing it together because Joseph, he's always the one who is forgetting that we need, we, in fact, we just do it to do a show about it. It's also fun. Yes, but still we have to do it because afterwards we have to do a 30 minutes show of it. So we have to get images. And we had our pedalo challenge where we built this little boat, the pedalo. On the Moselle. Yeah. And uh, it didn't work out. I was filming and Joseph was just in his tunnel. We have to fix this. We have to fix this. And there were some screws where I told him, sorry, Joseph, but you have to pull it out again, the screw, because we didn't have it on video. Oh. <laughs> So, um, so you have to redo from different yeah. angles. One that was very cool is the kayak challenge where we traveled the whole the sour from the west to the east, uh, also with the upper lake in it. Uh, well, I was injured, so I couldn't help much. So Joseph had the bulk of the <laughs> Joseph had the work. <laughs> that was uh, practical because then I could concentrate on filming. Mm -hmm. This one was very cool. Another one was when we went to the Müllertal. You can visit some uh, caves, But the large cave you don't have access to, we went there and that was quite uh, exercising. We got very tired going there. When you, you asked me before where you can go, I would say go there because you have this large, it's not the Grand Canyon, of course, <laughs> but still it's uh, quite cool to go there it's and enjoy nature. Luxembourg's version of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> We have our own mini Grand Canyon in the centre of town as well, of course. <laughs> yeah, when I w was doing this show about the Luxembourg sandstone and I was in the Luxembourg city, I told to my wife, look, these are the same. And she's, oh no, are you going to start again with talking about what you learned from your show? I think sometimes I get a little on her nerves because every time we go somewhere, I start, oh, I've been here. Can I explain you? Oh, uh, is, uh, yes, go on. Um, so she must be the most patient and learned <laughs> wife around Luxembourg. Maybe, yes. And you're perhaps, along with Joseph, the best pub quiz teammate to have because of your mounting knowledge that you have there. You're like a walking encyclopedia. Now, in my last podcast, Chatting with Michelle and Joseph, we spoke about the lack of science taught at school at an earlier age probably because there's so much emphasis on the languages here in Luxembourg. And perhaps the same is true of history. So do you think what you do with PISA could make a good addition to the school curriculum? Yes, I hope. I hope. I mean, what we try to do in, in PISA is that we get some information. We can never replace uh, school teaching, but we get 
people some information, I always say, get to have a look behind. So if we do something about the Kazamats, it's never the whole information, but maybe people, children, their parents, their brothers and sisters, even if they are older, they get interested in going, getting deeper to the things. Also, if you do something about the history of Luxembourg, why is it called Luxembourg? Where does our language come from? You never can explain everything, but we always try to do what is possible so that people have the first idea of, okay, I, I didn't know that. Uh, that's good to know about the history, about the people, about the, the society. And then maybe they get interested in going deeper. And that's the same with the science. We never can explain everything, but we give this little incentive and maybe people, children get interested in getting more and more information. So you give them the hook for that yeah. knowledge, for that depth of knowledge. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a wonderful thing because as we were chatting about before this conversation that we're recording now, you can't always film everything. There are certain subjects that are not very visual yeah. in, in research and in science in particular. So you have to choose your topics within the boundaries of what's possible on TV and conversation and then describe them to an audience of nine to 99. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Which is another challenge. Olivia, it's so lovely to have you here. We're so grateful for the collaboration between what you do and RTL today and I hope it just continues to grow. Have you any final words or thoughts or highlights to share with our audience? We are always keen on having more and more audience to join us and I also see that maybe some people, they are looking on RTL today, but they know Luxembourgish or they try to speak a little Luxembourgish. So they always can have the PISA on RTL today, the English version, but maybe try to have a look at the Luxembourgish version so that you can also have a little link to the Luxembourgish language. We also have one PISA about the language uh, and Luxembourgish and English is not that far away. I mean, well, you say <laughs> bad, <laughs> we say bad. <laughs> we are quite linked together. PISA.RTL.LU That's this the is place to go. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. And of course, we're going to link that to the site. And it's just so great to have your work, which you spend so much time creating with your small team and with Joseph in particular. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Lisa.